for you this Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we need to turn any section up today. I think all the sections are doing well today. It's a glorious day to be alive, and it's a glorious day to be in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I, um, I, I preached yesterday at Grace for the Nation's Church here in Grand Rapids. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, Pastor uh, Terrence Lachey and his lovely wife, Eva. Um, just a wonderful time uh, that we had there, just praising the Lord. And, and um, I bring that up because I still have some of the preach on me this morning. I'm not sure where this is going to go. Um, but I, I just feel like I, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to contain it. I feel like it's imploding up here this morning. Uh, just because of the goodness of the Lord. Uh, an amazing God, the amazing God that he is, chooses to use you and I to do a work for him. I, I'm just blown away by that. Anybody feeling me? Yeah, I, I'm just blown away by that. I, I have something that I'm supposed to share with you this morning, and I'll, I'll start it off. We'll see where it goes after that. Right? It's, it's one of those fluid moments in the Holy Spirit. And I, I, more and more within these years that the Lord has used me to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to minister, uh, I'm just, more and more, I'm just letting myself be available to him in the moment. Yeah, I do plan. I do have an outline. I do have scripture. I have all of that. And I enjoyed that time of worship with the Lord in preparation. I truly enjoy it. But God gets active in the moment of some things. Um, it, in fact, it's happened to me this way uh, in the past, is that I prepare 8 to 12 hours for a message, only to get up before people and God changes the whole thing. Have you ever gone with your mind made up to share something? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just changes all of that? We're just talking this morning. Let's just talk. Can we, touch? Can we just talk? We're family, right? We, we can just talk. He does that. And so this might be one of those mornings. I'm just trying to discern where he is going, where he'd like to go. Because he knows what's on each and every one of our hearts. I don't, but I can be a vessel of God that he can speak through and move through so that what's on your heart and that need gets met. I'd much rather that happen than you to just hear words from me alone. Amen. How many were able to experience the ten and a half hour? Worship experience on Friday here. Yeah, many of you. What, what, it, what an amazing time. Uh, I have heard um, uh, from many of you, and there's various perspectives about that moment, and maybe it's new to some of us, and maybe some of us are, are accustomed to it or anywhere in between. Uh, I just believe the Holy Spirit just descended, descended upon us in ways that was very tangible. 
noticeable. Hearts were being touched. Folks were confessing and repenting and then rejoicing. Something changed. And that's exactly what's supposed to happen when we have an encounter with Jesus. Something should change. We should leave differently after we have an experience with Jesus than when we came. And I don't just mean that in chapel or in a ten and a half hour experience in exchange with him on a Friday. I mean that anytime we have the opportunity, it could be in your residence hall, it could be in the dining hall. Let me share a little experience with you, and then I'll get right into the message with the 17 minutes that I have remaining. So there was a gentleman who was here on campus last week, and he was here uh, to visit with us for an experience. And he was sharing and doing some recruiting, and it was brought to my attention that he was here, and I came down uh, to meet him and then ended up having lunch with him. And we sat there, and another student came, and we just kind of had this exchange, and he was sharing some of the experience. I asked him a few questions, and ultimately, to make a long story short, he opened his heart, and I presented the gospel to him, and he was open to receive it. Yeah, come on, let's lift and rejoice. That's all to do... With Jesus, it was an encounter. It was an moment. And you wouldn't typically expect it to happen in the dining hall. But I'm so glad that we don't have to be in a certain place for it to happen. Right? We can connect with our God anywhere, anytime. And he's just as potent in his power anywhere, anytime. Luke chapter 8 is the passage that I've been asked to expound on here. And I'll ask it to be shown on the screens for a reading. Uh, verses 26 through about 36. And we'll try to connect some of the things that I just said in a moment to this passage. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you? Jesus, son of the most high God, I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man he had commanded him. For it often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. 
And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. And so they begged him, Jesus, that he would permit them to enter them, the swine, about 2,000 of them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. And when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. They also who had seen it, told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. Many miracles and things that Jesus has done at this point, and he comes and there's this demoniac. The text says that among many things of his description, um, he was naked. He was homeless. And he comes demonically possessed and falls at the feet of Jesus. In fact, speaking through this man, there's a certain man speaking through him, was this chief demon who was representing a legion of demons. How many of you know how many a legion of demons were in him? 6,000 legions, roughly about 6,000. Imagine 6,000 demons in one man, naked. Um, um, uh, Matthew and Mark helps us to understand that he was cutting himself. It would cause him to beat himself, this these. This possession of demons caused him to beat himself. But in all of that, Jesus shows up with this man that was uncontrollable, broke every chain, broke every fetter, broke everything that was trying to constrain him. Then people could not manage him uh, to the degree where this, this legion of demons sends him out to the wilderness. And here he is out in the wilderness naked possessed, homeless, but living, the scripture says, in a a tomb. He was living in the space of death. Jesus shows up and immediately he recognizes who Jesus is. What are we to do with you? Notice how he addresses him. Son of the most high God. You know why these 6,000, this legion of demons. You know why they bowed to Jesus? Because that's what demons do when they come in the presence of Jesus. They bow to the Son of the Most High God. And notice that these demons were possessing this man, and so 
the demons within him that was restraining the man from bowing to Jesus bowed themselves. Yeah, goodness. How great is our God. Say with me. How great is our God. For all to see, how great, how great is our God. After the encounter with Jesus, after this man who was screaming, yelling with a screeching sound and voice as a demon would make through him, after this encounter where he was standing and scratching and cutting and screaming and doing all of these wild and crazy things that are unimaginable, after he encounters Jesus, things change. They change. So now, this person who was screaming is now sitting. This person who was cursing is now praising. This person who was naked, as we would continue going on in this passage, is now dressed. He has clothes on. This person who was considered insane is now in his right mind. The person who was a captive of Satan becomes a convert of Christ. Things changed because he had an encounter with the Son of the Most High God. Around us, in this very auditorium are those who have not necessarily a demon possessed, but you are possessed or should be by a spirit. And that should be the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. If you are born again, if you're a born again believer, you and I have been made alive in Jesus Christ because of the Holy Spirit that is within us. Yes? And if the Holy Spirit is in us, then he's great in us because he is the third person of the Trinity. Yes? God the Father, God the Son. Remember a talk back class here. God the Father, God the Son, God the... He lives inside of you and I, yes? If he's living inside of you and I, then the person of the Holy Spirit is just as powerful in you and I than he was in the person of Christ expressed in casting out this demon. I believe there's another text. I'm not recalling the exact place, but I know it's in the book. It says, greater is he. He's in me than he's in the world. So that means Holy Spirit that's in me is greater than the one that's in the world. And he's doing a work of regeneration inside of me that anything that was a residue from my life before I was born again is being transformed. I'm being renewed. 
we are being renewed, regenerated, to be conformed more into the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ himself. To the degree, and I'm going to make a bold statement here, where no demon in hell can overcome us. I feel a boldness in the Holy Spirit because I believe if you are like me that we have maybe not if you're born again with the Holy Spirit in you I don't believe you can be demon possessed but you can be influenced and but greater is he that is in us and the one that's in the world. And if we allow ourselves to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, James tells us, chapter 4, verse 7, submit ourselves to God and we can resist the devil. And anything that comes along with him, he'll be back. That's, that's his job, right? He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So, so th that's his MO. He's relentless. He won't stop. But we have the presence of God through the Holy Spirit inside of us so that we are more than conquerors over him. In fact, there's a text that says that he, he's given us the power to tread over serpents. And you know what serpents represent? The devil himself. Some of you are looking at me like, you mean we can devil stomp? Yeah, we can. But the work of that starts inside. We need to be open to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can stomp out some influences that are in our lives. Because we have the greatest influencer, Jesus Christ, who is alive in us to do what we thought we never could and to stop doing what we thought we never would. He, the Spirit, is alive and active in us. Jesus, just as he did with this demoniac who had 6,000 demons in him and cast them out, can cast anything out in our lives that's holding us back from becoming all that he has purposed for us to become. whether you're challenged in the classroom or with a relationship, he can help us to overcome any and everything at any time. Our challenge is to not be distracted by other things or other people, even ourselves. Have you ever distracted you? Yeah, let's be real about it. We distract ourselves, right? Uh, but even within that, we have Holy Spirit to help us to snap to grid. That's, that's kind of an old school desktop publishing term, right? You snap to grid, that means if something was out of place, you can hit this feature, this button, and it would snap it right back into place. How many besides me often need to be snapped to grid? Okay, the rest of you who didn't raise your hands, come see us for counseling. Yeah. 
This idea of the power and the person of Jesus Christ is here to help us know, this passage is to help us know that there is nothing, no thing that can overcome the power and presence of God within us except for us getting in the way of it. You remember the, the time where Jesus was healing and it said that he could not heal in his own city because people's hearts were hardened? It wasn't that he didn't have the ability, it's that they just have, didn't have the open heart. I pray that for all of us, that we maintain an open heart and use this passage to know if he can get rid of 6,000 demons in the life of someone who's a demoniac, what can he do for you and I? He can do great things. I'm staring at a room full of greatness in Jesus waiting to happen. And I just pray that we get out of his way so he can do the great things through us that he's purposed for us to do. Praise God. I just wanted to have a conversation with you. And we're done. I pray that you receive something from this. In fact, in the next minute, for the next minute, I'm just simply going to ask you to turn to someone next to you and encourage them. and Say, let the Holy Spirit have his way in your life. Someone else needs you to convince them. So turn behind you or another side. Say, let the Holy Spirit work in your life. All right. Stand with me so we can pray and be dismissed. Holy Spirit, we don't want you just to come and visit us. We want you to be, we want to be your inhabitation. Dwell with us constantly in a very tangible and real and meaningful way so that we can experience you, Jesus, and encounter you in ways that we've never encountered before. Blow through this campus transform and change us. Bring us to the place that you desire to be and we desire to be. Make our hearts yearn for you because you're the best thing that's ever happened to us. So we bless you and we thank you. In Christ's name and in his authority we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>